We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. my friend um, a week ago a week ago the vibes were immaculate a week ago we were super excited about everything and uh camp took a turn took a little turn you hear my silence so I, that's why i have nothing to say to you i have nothing a week ago i was i was so you know, happy a week a week from now we might be doing pods in a way where people can see your silence <laughs> but uh but yeah actually we should plug some of that stuff before we get started um sam and i just came out with our uh with our patreon uh which comes with a ton of extra benefits if you were to subscribe sam you could give all the the amazing different, details that our subscribers are going to get different tiers you know we 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 thought premium 2.0 made sense uh if you want to contribute a little bit because you appreciate us we appreciate everything anyone gives you get certain benefits you want to contribute more you get more um but we're really excited about it we did our first discord live last weekend um which is basically spotify live for for members only on the patreon but yeah check it out you guys follow us on social you know the you know where to find us and when to find us um also in a week or so i think we're gonna have a new announcement about ways we're gonna do pods going forward it's not gonna affect any of you guys who who listen on the rss feed but i think we're gonna expand a little bit the uh so the the actual notes of of what you do get are, are both on our uh pinned Twitter posts. So um, without further ado, the game of the night, the Warriors-Lakers, Samuel. So I feel like last time we potted was pre-Draymond <laughs> apology. Yeah. And that whole press conference was bizarre. And I feel like wrapping it all into one thing really makes sense. You have the Draymond apology. You have the Warrior reaction. And then you have this game. And let's start with the game because I think – I think the game is a perfect summation for why this is so complicated. Um, Draymond did something he shouldn't do. And there's a certain inkling to think like, kick him off the team or do this or do that, you know, but it's not that simple. Uh, as friend of the show Waz likes to say, this isn't your workplace. This isn't Price Waterhouse Cooper. Like the rules of your workplace don't apply to a professional sports team. 
and that's true. It's a little more complicated. So you watch the Warriors play against the Lakers tonight, and I think two things stand out to you more than anything. One, Jordan Poole's an ascending star, and yes, sometimes sir. I feel like it's underrated how much of an ascending star he is. That guy's that guy, if he doesn't make multiple all-star teams as a lead guard, it will be surprising and disappointing. And the other side of it is you saw exactly how important Draymond is to the defense because Anthony Davis did whatever he fucking wanted against them. And the Warriors were paper thin defensively without him. Um, I want to start with the good, which is Jordan Poole, which is who you mentioned first. He reminded me a little bit of um, actually a very lot of Steph Curry against uh, the Clippers the year before they won the championship, really when they were ascending still before Steve Kerr. And I think that was when you kind of realize, oh, shit, Steph might not just be a star. He might not just be, oh, he's a cool, cute little player on the Warriors that that we all think he's going to be good, but nobody really gives a shit about. He might actually be a national superstar. Um, and, and those type of flashes you saw what Steph was doing to Chris Paul was was really cool when you saw him come up. Um, today's flashes, tonight's flashes were pulled with the passing. He had this incredible pass to Wiseman a few times. Then he did the, <laughs> the I don't even know how to explain what he did behind the back, like crossover behind the back floater. Everybody, everybody who's listening has seen it. Just some of that stuff is, that stuff is great. Um, a lot of people are, are saying like, well, he still doesn't play defense. To me, that, you know, for, for Jordan Poole to reach his ceiling, it's not, oh, he needs to be a lockdown defender. Like, it's for him to be, to reach a ceiling, it's for him to be a generational offensive player. And right now, it really looks like he's going to get there right before he's going to get paid a shit ton of money. So that was really cool to see um, because the first couple of games in Japan, I think he was kind of, you know, it's preseason. I didn't think he was taking it that serious, but tonight he was. And I thought that was really cool. He looks like he's going to be a superstar, like you're saying. Yeah, and and I think your point's interesting um, about the offense. Uh, the idea is not that he's going to become a lockdown defender. The idea is over time he understands yep. Yep. how to play team defense because his role is going to be the driving force of the offense. Like, first off, Steph has exceeded yep. my expectations defensively, but for majority of the run, Steph's role on defense has been more of being a smart team guy That's than it. being the lockdown guy. Nope. Randomly last year, he turned into a lockdown guy. And I was like, Jesus, I'm never going to question anything. But he's, right. he, it, it speaks to the point that at 34, it took, he got to that point. Um, pool, pool obviously has a ways to go on that end, but like his, his role is going to be being the driving force on offense and just, just like, don't be Russell Westbrook on defense. You know? I, and, like, and, and I think, and I think for the Warriors, that's going to be and, – and that leap is going to help the Warriors become – you're not just trying to stay afloat second units. They may torch second units <laughs> with Jordan Ball. And, and then, you know, with closing units, I think in the regular season, and he's probably going to be in the majority of closing units. So I just they're just going to win a lot of games when you get two guys that can create that. Not many teams the NBA have two guys that can create that well off the dribble. I think you can probably count it on one hand. Two, two teams in the NBA that have two dudes that can get off – that can play make like that like the Warriors have, which is um, which is going to be unfair. But then that brings you to the second point, right? What you said about Draymond is as much as it is frustrating to talk about Draymond, which we will later on with the presser, dude, they're not winning a championship without him. That's It's that simple. There's no, it's, just it's, no it's, other way to say it. That's it's, it. It's, you know, Twitter's not real life. And it's sometimes annoying to look at your mentions, but like 
when people are like, just dump him, just suspend him for the season. It's like, okay, you want to literally throw your season away before it starts. Come on, man. That's not how it works. Like now, am I aware of the fact that it's a tenuous situation and it could get to a point where it's untenable? Duh. Like everyone can see that. But until you have a replacement for him and until uh, that comes into place, the onus is on everyone to see if you can make it work and move beyond it because you're right. This team, this roster is presently constructed, has zero chance chance. of competing. And that's not an insult to anyone on the team. The reality is the playoffs are about veterans. Playoffs are about adults and defense. And he's still one of the best ever at that. And honestly, if he's not, you don't have an internal solution to get over that anyway. You know, like that solution is going to either be waiting a couple of years for young guys to get there, in which case your question is, will Steph still be that guy because it's been three years or it's going externally to find that guy. It's not like anything more than the reality of the situation. Not everyone has like a backup defensive player of the year sitting there behind. Them, Nobody you know? does. Yeah. And, and that's where it's, you know, you hear a lot of stuff where it's like, well, if you can get rid of him, you can roll with Kaminga. Right, because he can play with no, you could roll with Wiseman. No, or it's like Looney's a pretty damn good defensively. Well, you throw him out there and you make him play 30 plus minutes a game. I'm, I assure you he's not playing more than 45 games this season. Right. So it's just they they built this team perfectly. Uh, right. They won a championship. They built it sure. as best as possible with those guys. You take one of those guys out. It doesn't matter what you have. It's not going to work. And so I think you and I, you know, we talked about this on the Discord live that we did for our premium plus subscribers over the weekend. And, and really the big point is. I'm as frustrated as anyone else about Draymond because what he did was absolutely yeah. uncalled for. You no, at the no, same time, no, no one, no one out here is, no one out here is being like, yeah, bro, you, you wanted, you want a defensive player of the year in 2016, you can punch a guy. Like, this, no one's out here saying that. You're also not winning anything of importance without him. And okay, so I think we can see that the players. Well, I think I think Steph and Steve, we can see by their emotions that they know this. Because their frustration is not, wow, now we have to get rid of Draymond. No, their their frustration is, fuck, we got to somehow make sure that this team is still bought in on him, right? Because let's say, Mm -hmm. because Steph, I feel like Steph, Clay, Andre, those guys are always going to be bought in on him. But like, what if Jordan Poole isn't? (laughs) Right? That's Steve's job. And he has every right to be. He has every right to be. So it's, it's, it's more complicated than just going with your like emotional reaction that Draymond's terrible and I want to just I want to throw this out there by the way Looney looked really good defensively tonight but to your point Looney's just one man and he's not a man who's proven he can play 37 minutes a game even when the Warriors were winning titles with the most stacked team of all time it was all veterans is it Draymond you also had Iguodala um you had Bogan earlier on yeah, like there was a lot of you're just not going to get all of that out of young players immediately. And which is why, like, the idea of having Draymond Looney as the two veteran guys and young guys next to him, uh, by the way, plus to Michael Green, who's a veteran, it made sense. It was workable. It was workable. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, 
it's not this roster is not built for them to say, hey, let's let's get rid of the guy that anchors the entire defense, which is pretty obvious. Then on the other side, like like we're trying to balance this point is that they also need Jordan Poole bought in. Yeah, right? not, and Jordan I, they might not be good enough offensively without Jordan Poole. Like Steph's Steph's maybe the greatest offensive player of all one time. Man. <laughs> but yeah, like a big part of the Warriors resurgence was like Jordan Poole being that secondary option. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I actually want to bounce from this to the press conference stuff before we get back to the game, because the game had some fun stuff. Um, Let's talk about it. So Saturday, Draymond addresses the media. I don't know if you disagree with me. I thought I said everything correct. He took the blame. He didn't try to sugarcoat it. He said he needs to be, you know, it's all cliche, right? He didn't say, in my opinion, he didn't say anything incorrect. How much of it did you buy? Um, I buy all of it. I buy all of it. I believe everything he says. I, I think he is genuinely um, apologetic. I think he knows that he did something wrong. I think he, I think he does think that he has to earn the trust back of all the players. My biggest gripe with that press conference is not that I don't believe it. It's that I don't believe that he will change. I believe that he honestly feels bad about it, but how many times have we seen this dude come out and apologize or make a mistake? A common thing that people are saying is, well, everyone makes mistakes. Yeah, we fucking seen Draymond make that same mistake eight years in a row. Now. 2016, yeah. 2018, 19, 20, 20, every single year we watch this dude make the same mistake. And now he's 32 years old. Look, 
I have a drinking problem, Sam. I admit it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm 32. I say I have a problem, but you got to actually try to fix it. Draymond, I have yet to see him actually try to fix it, right? I, obviously, I'm joking. From a, but, but like with Draymond, it's like, dude, you're not actually ever trying to fix it. You're still getting technical fouls. You're still getting flaggers. You're still getting kicked out of games. You're still out of control. He was completely out of control halfway in that Boston series, right? So to me, Sam, I believe him, but I don't believe that he's going to change. And, and my and bigger thing good. is, even if he wants to change, change doesn't happen overnight. It's not like, it's not like, well, you know, I talked to Deepak Chopra for, for a couple hours. I'm good. I'm good, guys. Because clearly that didn't work. He tried that one. <laughs> um, so I think, I think it's going to be interesting because, like you said, on a high level, maybe, he, maybe everyone forgives him. Maybe they move forward with it. But, like, in three weeks, what happens? In two months, what happens, right? Like, that's the thing. And that's what makes it a little complicated. Um, well, I also I also think that um, he, this is the first time that his Warriors mortality uh, ooh, might be a question. A yeah. Yeah, immortality, I guess you could. It's probably <laughs> actually the better way to put it, is um, I believe that Steph and Clay are going to be Warriors forever. I actually, I also believe that with Draymond, I thought it was kind of like 50-ish, 60% that he would be a Warrior forever a couple months ago, when they, especially when they won that championship. After what happened now, I could easily see, I mean, he, I could easily see him not being on the team uh, two years from now. Like, I, he'll be on this team this year. Um, they'll, they'll make a run at it, but like two years from now, I don't, I, I can't, I really don't see it. I don't know. What do you think? I think it's too early to say, but my gut instinct is the same as you. I, you know what I did today? I watched I watched the Draymond Green show with Meta World Peace. Hmm. Um, he did an interview with Meta a few, might have been a year ago, to be honest. And um, I don't know why I went to that, but I was just thinking about it. Because like Meta, A, one of the best defenders I've ever seen, an absolute game changer on that end be an absolute wild card of a human being. So there's some similarity with Draymond there. And I was just curious about it. And, you know, Meta went deep into talking about his like personal journey with mental health and all, and all of that. And like Draymond was supportive of it. And like, part of me could see Draymond do a similar thing. And like, maybe I'm a softy. Maybe it's just because Draymond's been a very important part of the Warriors team. And most of his um, his dust-ups have been a reaction of, like, exploding and then, like, remorse afterwards. I have, like, a certain level of, like, empathy yeah. for, like, the uncontrollable there. But, like, I'm watching it, and I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe 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 he just needs to hit rock bottom again. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say because I'm watching it from one perspective. And on the other hand, I, I don't know if I give enough credence to the Jordan Poole perspective sometimes, which is – what did he what did he do to deserve that sort of thing and the answer is always nothing yeah, of course so who, who gives a fuck if he talks some shit you know yeah. do anything to deserve that and i think that's always what makes it complicated um i think my my broader perspective with you is nothing about acting harshly benefits you and me benefits the team benefits warrior fans Nothing about trading one of them or anything 
benefits everyone. So any way you want to slice it, we're in for a long-term rodeo here because I, I fundamentally believe my core of core, Bob Myers is not trading Draymond because no, no. he's he he's not doing it unless it's like really uncomfortable. You, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they understand that like they can't get a player back for him who's as good as him defensively. And so if they trade him, they're basically throwing a title shot away. I agree. So I agree. you only you only do that if you're like, bro, if I don't trade him, we're gonna have like criminal charges and practice what it is. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's gotta sure. got be like one of the like eight you, right. It uncomfortable is not enough. It has to get wavy of uncomfortable for you to do that. I think part of probably Steph's job here and, and really uh maybe even Andre is to get Jordan Poole to buy back in on and maybe he's already ha- maybe he's already done. Yeah, it. We, we don't the, know. The we funny don't thing, know. The idea. funny thing is there's zero no feel idea. because <laughs> he doesn't talk to the media and no. no one on the Warriors is talking right now. No, no. And uh so so the big thing is you know when it when the when the chips are down, you know those guys are gonna ride with Draymond and I mean the vet guys, but we don't know what Jordan Poole is going to do. And I'm not saying that he won't. I'm just saying I have literally no idea. And maybe he's going to do it. Maybe he signs an extension. Maybe all is well when that happens, right? One thing I thought was interesting, the one thing, the only thing I didn't believe uh, in that press conference was Draymond saying that this wasn't about the money. He's going to, he has to say that. He can't say like, oh, oh yeah, some type of way. Yeah. Well, I you can't say you're not, it's can't about the money, right? But to me, it's like, all right, man, what else could it be? We know what it is, Draymond. I, I don't even... I don't even think he has an issue with Jordan Poole getting paid. It's the idea that the pecking orders changed. You know what I mean? The idea that like the front office is deciding Jordan Poole is a bigger priority than you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, I, I, like it's not like it's not bitterness over money as much as like, oh, if they're picking him now, I'm like, you know, like you said, mortality. Yeah. Um that's the insecurity probably bled over. Um, I, you know, uh, just one of those. Would you call that rock bottom? Because you 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 said rock bottom at first. But I'm at it. I, I also I love the comparison. Does that mean that Draymond's going to hit like a game winning uh, put back layup after Steph misses in a game seven against the against the Celtics? Uh, just just like Kobe uh, back back in the day. I mean, I mean, I'm 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 pulling <laughs> mad straws, about it. pulling I'm straws. I'm getting anything, you know. Draymond's gonna hit a game-winning three and then just shrug. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think. I mean, I look. I do think that the closest comparisons for Draymond, Draymond is guys like Rodman and Meta World Peace in both in in both directions, positive and negative. Like those dudes, those dudes know how to change games, and they're also guys who you're like, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> can go both ways, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one other thing about the presser, because Steve Kerr ended up talking after, was the I, I, I didn't see it coming. I think you may have the 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 amount of anger that Steve Kerr had about the uh, the leaking that came out because we still don't know who uh, leaked the video of Draymond and Pool. <laughs> <No, I'm just laughs> Why was he so mad? You want, you want me to get my theory? Yeah, absolutely. I think. If you are worried people are untrustworthy, it's impossible to have a trustworthy locker room. I think it screws everyone over. I think it creates a climate where players don't know if they can trust 
the people around them. Um, and you can say it's silly, but like, dude, all these guys feel like they're being watched at all times anyway. Imagine feeling like if you make one off color joke or if you make one comment, it's going to be on TMZ. No one wants that. No one wants to live in a world where they feel like they're being watched at all times. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I, I can see that. Also, don't you think that part of it is some of the guessing game that's coming out from us right now? And even the just fans, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who's leaked it? Was it was it Bob? Was it the Warriors? Did they leak it? Right. Then it's like, did Jordan Poole leak it? It was Kirk. Yeah, was it Kirk? Was it front of the show Kirk? Like, those questions are just questions to, just, that... just to be clear, it wasn't Ken or Kirk, guys. <laughs> you don't think so? No. I mean, it might have saved Joe some money. You know what I mean? It could have, could have, could have saved him some money if they can sign Draymond at 23 million. Inflation, man. Um, I just think that's not good for the team. I, I don't think that they're saying, you know, people are very angry that it's like, well, you guys don't, you guys don't have the, the, you guys don't care about, uh, you know, figuring out what's going on with Draymond Poole. It's like, you know, they're doing both things at once. Um, they are trying to figure out what to do with Draymond and Poole right now while also trying to figure out who actually leaked it. Um, it is interesting that a lot of ex-players, Festus Azealia, as well as just a, players across all sports were, were very angry uh, that I, this was leaked. And, and that was a little surprising to me, but, but to your point of what you said about trust within the locker room, this is about whether those guys can stay together, right? Those guys can, can believe in each other. I was going to say, um, I was, I've yet to see one player's comment, which isn't about the leak. Like David West said it, Festus Azili said, it, as you said, Richard Jefferson said it. Um, they're all like, Oh, whoever leaked that has to be fired. Can't do that. Can't have that. You know, that sort of thing. And it just speaks to this like idea that like, you know, in the public eye 24 seven, got to be able to at least trust that when we're in practice, people aren't like trying to like get us, you know, that sort of thing. And honestly, I bet Jordan Poole feels the same. Do you think Jordan Poole wants that video out there? No, dude. Absolutely not. I, that guy, if I were him, I'd be furious. I, I, I don't know. He looked great today. It certainly didn't affect him tonight, right? He looked, yeah. he looked phenomenal. It didn't affect I, him he's, um, he's phenomenal. But yeah, exactly. It's I, like um, yeah. no one wants that sort of film out there. Let's, uh, you want to talk about the game just a little bit? Yeah, let's get into the game. Okay. Uh, preseason, Warriors are nine days away from the regular season starting. Where's your head at in terms of their preparedness? I am, I was, was 10 out of 10, ready to go. I thought they were ready to win. I am I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I'm more like a seven now. Uh, is, your, is your concern about the start of the season? My concern is not about the team itself. My concern is about the start of the season because okay. Draymond's out, right? Who knows when he's going to come back? Clay's out. I don't know what is up with him. They're saying it's a mental block. He's he's practicing, I, though. They, they, practicing. They, they did have an optimistic tone this yeah. this today where they said he'll probably be back for the opener. But, yes, it's like probably. Okay. Hmm. No, 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 like no, no, no certainty doesn't make you feel great. Not great. Right. And, um, and then the rest of the team, the young guys are unproven. Uh, I, I like them. I think they're going to be better this season, but we just generally don't know. Again, my concern level is, is really more about those two guys. It's all of a sudden, because <laughs> a week, a week and a half ago, Draymond's healthy. Clay's fine. You're not really worried about it. All of a sudden now, Clay might not play the first game and neither might not Draymond. So you know, a month of the season, they'll both be playing, and I think they'll be fine. But, you know, my concern, though, for the start of the season is, is you know, it's getting higher, Sam. I will say a lot of my concern goes away if Poole and Draymond are on the same page. 
Um, because I think they can ride Clay not being there. If if like last season. Yeah. Or like so what? If it takes Clay five games, they they dealt with Clay no 50 games, you know? Like yeah. that sort of thing, right? Like I think it's the incident. Um, shout out Draymond. <laughs> uh are we is calling it the incident? Is that the incident? Uh, That's the name. I of the mean, podcast? until someone has a better, I th- <laughs> I think that is still the the number like the number one concern. And now that we don't know where everyone's landing with that, it makes everything worse. Yeah. Um. Because like you know, it, it's unfortunate Clay's not playing, but like they can they can deal with Clay taking a couple weeks longer than normal. You know, yeah. if yeah. if Draymond's out, and so. I feel like the whole Draymond thing points to the lack of the the front court being young. And so let's talk about it. Um, let's talk about Wiseman and Kuminga. And yep. let's start with Kuminga yep. against the Lakers tonight. Kuminga started. I thought there were flashes. I thought there were certain things he did well. The dude can get to the free throw line as well as anyone outside of like, you know, the the superstar like the the the, of the nba of yeah, the NBA. exactly right. like of, of right, like right, the Giannis, right. those guys like he's if he doesn't end up being a guy who just like gets 10 free throw attempts a game when he's in his prime we'd be surprised right like it's just too easy it's too easy for him to get there but other than that like defense still a work in progress if it's not man-to-man his right? off-ball defense is pretty porous yeah which is normal for young guys, but like sure. you, you don't yeah. you don't get graded on a curve when you're playing <laughs> in the playoffs, right? You know. <laughs> um, and then other than that, like his energy level is good, but like all of it points to it's a work in progress, right? The biggest concern I have, I thought this was his best preseason game out of three. Um, but the biggest concern here, it feels like uh, on offense he's lost, and I think some of it's his fault, some of it's not though. Um, I think some of it's his handle is not great. He doesn't really know where to be. And if his handle is not great, his only move is really to just drive through someone and draw a foul. That's like his only move right now. Right. Um, he's also not really getting open looks because the offense isn't really catered to get him the ball. So again, I think it's one, it's him. He's really not fit to be an efficient offensive player right now in his NBA career. But two is that the, the Warriors aren't really running anything to get him involved, which I think is going to lead us to the second guy. I think they're running a lot of stuff to get James Wiseman involved, and that's coming at uh, expense of um, of Jonathan Kaminga on offense. Because I do think, like you said, I do think Kaminga on defense can play right now on the perimeter. I think I think Wiseman's defense <laughs> maybe less so, but but Wiseman's you know he's a finisher. He's someone that they've never had. He can get them 10, 12 points. And I think they have different strengths, uh, but it's very difficult to play those guys. Like one thing I really, I I don't believe this yet. So ask me again in a month, but I'm almost to the point where I think if the Warriors want to consistently win games, they can really only play one of those guys big minutes. Yeah, I'm not there. I'm I'm going to say, but I'm going to save that take. We'll see. But it feels like that right now. You just threw it in the ether. Just threw it, throwing it out, just throwing it out. We'll see if it's right. (laughs) We'll see if it's right in a month. But it's, it's, it's concerning because both those guys kind of need the same surroundings around them to succeed, both of them. What what are those surroundings? They need guys that know how to play defense around them, smart veterans and shooters uh, that can and and they're both play finishers, both of them. Okay, that's really the it, it's stop getting Kaminga the ball out at the three point line and having them decide that's not going to work. 
right? And same with Wiseman. Just don't don't have him do anything outside of just dunking. Maybe a, some split action, some some screen, some stuff, right? So um, I think it's it's a little bit difficult to have those two guys flourish at the same time. But again, we'll see. I just haven't seen anything in three preseason games that makes me think otherwise. I mean, I will say this. It's pretty clear Steve Kerr agrees with you because he's trying to separate them in the rotation a little bit. And that's just the reality of trying to do the two timeline plan to trying to win while developing. Um, you can play the two of them together. It's going to come at the cost of games, right? And they're, they're trying not to, to do that. So it's like, all right, let's run Wiseman with one unit, Kuminga with another. And maybe, maybe it works, but like the reality is they're both at their core. They're both physical freaks who are trying to catch up to their bodies in some ways, you know? So it's, it's going to take time. Um, what did you, uh, what, what are some good things that you saw? I mean, from the, from the positive side of it, Dante DiVincenzo is a Warriors player through and through. And I feel pretty good about this team outside of the big man rotation right now. Um, we don't even mention Steph or Wiggins anymore, which speaks to it. Like Steph right. was, Steph right. was awesome because he's Steph Curry. But Wiggins, man, Wiggins looked ready for the regular season this game, hit a bunch of shots, played off at like veteran, veteran feel for the Warriors system at this point. Like I probably never been more wrong than how I feel about Wiggins in some ways, like just absolutely in control of everything that the Warriors want him to do. And he's just, he just looks awesome. So like those guys, um, they looked excellent. And in general, that's why I keep going back to Draymond in some ways, because it's like, if you have that interior presence, I think this team's fine. I think you can deal with like Wiseman, Kuminga, and like, you know, the, the ebbs and flows of being young players and what goes through it. But it's like, without having that interior presence, it's, it, it becomes a bigger question about how complete a team they are in general. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I feel like I've sounded kind of uh, disappointed this this show, but I, I think I think the because end of the day, the the Kamingo Wiseman stuff that's such a small portion of what's going to matter for this team to win, right? Because if if let's say if everyone's healthy, Draymond's on the floor, Clay's on the floor, yeah, I mean you would prefer those two young guys excel, but if only one of them work out, like I think this team is going to be fine. They have so many good players. This offense is going to be incredible. Like what you said about Wiggins, Pool. Like this offense is going to be way better than it was last season. Which and this this offense last season was what middle of the pack actually. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't this great offense that they had. Um, so I think I don't know they're, they're in a good position. Wiggins is I think to the point. Where, how often do we talk about Wiggins on every show? If you were to time time stamp it, like maybe a minute, Recent, maybe thirty recently, seconds. Recently, so little because he's been so consistent, which like is the ultimate compliment, right? Like. Honestly, sometimes I feel like we don't talk about Steph enough. That's true. That's actually true. People come to us; they think they probably think we talk about Steph forty-five minutes. Um, uh, one, one quick thing Steph, about Steph got it. Steph has to go for forty-eight on like eighteen of twenty-two for us to like talk about him at this uh, stage. Hey, what? hey, listen, two for eight from three. I don't know. I don't know. It could, yeah, yeah, could be like we're, we're burying it. We're not talking about. It. <laughs> yeah, you get some you get some comment from someone's like you guys are you guys are hard against bad games. <laughs> the uh, uh so yeah, Steph did look good. Uh, Jordan Poole looked good. I thought AD on the other team, uh, he was exhausted. 
uh, when the beginning of the third quarter started, which is like, which can we, is, can we take there. a step back real quick? Yeah. What the fuck was Fitz doing? <laughs> Fitz, I don't know why I buried the lead. Everyone wants to talk about the drama, but the interesting thing to me was Fitz was doing a audition for the Lakers play by play job. I've never heard Fitz talk up the opponent that way. I was a little, a little taken aback. Yeah, it was a little weird. Um, he went on for almost the entire first quarter about he playing the five and this and that. And I don't know. I mean, does he want the Lakers announcing job? Is there a role that's opening up next season that we don't know about? Is a is the Lakers announcing dude, team? Are they dude, losing dude. someone? <laughs> like like Fitz, does he know this is falling apart? He's trying to get a new job. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, you made a made a good point. Um, and, and I, you know, my mentors told me that Fitz and and Kalina had ended up addressing this early, uh, before the game even started. In pregame, they addressed Draymond and Poole. But I still found it interesting because most viewers don't turn and in, tune into the game until the game actually starts. Like myself, that they didn't even bring that up the entire first quarter. Uh, they didn't bring up at all anything about Draymond and Poole. Instead, it was kind of just, just kind of like it was a normal game. So, always interesting to see what uh, state media, Bob Fistro and Kalena Azubuki, has to do. <laughs> but uh, you know, those guys are always uh, they'll be good. They'll be good once Ring always, comes around. Always welcome on the show, Bob Kalena. <laughs> always welcome here. Just, just letting you guys know. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, I think we'll leave it here. Hopefully, the drama is moved on upon soon and then we can talk about you know some bigger picture items yep yep and we'll let you we'll, we'll get out of here with this final quote from steve kerr on jordan Poole. quote he's someone we're going to rely on for many years to come <sighs> so it sounds like it sounds like they're hey, going to hey, get that hey steve steve trying to make sure the contract gets done team player I appreciate I, that. <laughs> that is that is if I'm if I'm Joe Lacob, I'm saying that's my employee right there. <laughs> that's a guy who understands the mission at hand. Make sure His job. that it gets done. <laughs> His job is to make sure this team stays together. And I'll tell you what, Steve, if there's one coach that I trust in the in the end, you know, there's things I don't necessarily trust Steve Kerr to do, but if there's one coach I trust to keep a locker room together, mentally stable team, and healthy. Team player. Team player. That's Stevie. That's old Stevie. So, shouts to him, and uh, we'll be back. One week to go. We're going to do our season preview this coming week. Appreciate everyone. Appreciate everyone.